The following program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, yes, we are. So happy to be here today. Welcome to Channel Mom, everybody, moms, dads, and any kids who are listening today. My name is Jenny, and oh my goodness, what a show we have today. First of all, uh, it's been a blessing. We uh, are looking at a dream come true for years. I've been wanting to go national with Channel Mom so that we could bless moms all over the country. Look, here's the deal. Uh, You hear from the intro. I was in television, and um, I quickly discovered that when uh, you're on a screen or anything that's on a screen gets honored, um, and to the detriment sometimes of motherhood. There are mothers all over America charged with raising the next generation and they don't get honored and they don't get applauded. They don't get encouraged. They don't get advised. So that is why Channel Mom was created. And I just thank God that he made this dream come to pass so that we can serve more moms across the country um, through all of our ministries on air and also on the ground. We help moms in prisons and moms coming out of homeless shelters and moms in suburbia. So we're doing all kinds of stuff for you, the mom. This show is yours. And so we're so glad to be coming to you live national uh, across the country through Salem Radio Network. So welcome to any new stations that are taken to us today. Uh, We're blessed by that. I want to play a little tidbit. People have been calling in to congratulate us, and I'm going to play that in just a second, but I want to just tell you what to hold on for. Our upcoming guest, like I searched far and wide to find the best possible guest in all of America that I could for this kind of debut show in in syndication, and uh, I found her. She's kind of famous. Uh, People know her story because she has been on television with her story. She's been in papers of record like the Washington Post. It's an incredible story. It will inspire you. This mom went from tragedy to triumph after she was set on fire and lived to share her story of hope and of healing and of thriving. She has a message for the moms. So much to share about forgiveness and about parenting and about getting your kids past pain. Such important stuff. Audrey May Prosper has to share with you coming up. But first, we've been getting congratulations message and I'd love to hear from you. Uh, one of our be- most beautiful messages was from the president of MOPS, Mandy or Arioto, who called recently, and this is what she had to say. Hey, Jenny and everyone at Channel Mom. It's Mandy Arioto, CEO of MOPS International, and I'm just calling to say congratulations. Woo-hoo! I'm so thrilled for you going national on Salem Radio Network. What a huge accomplishment. I am cheering you on. I just want to thank you, Jenny, so much for being a voice of motherhood, for encouraging us all and having the conversations that we all desperately need to have but are sometimes too afraid to say out loud. So thank you for championing motherhood around the world and for being such a voice of hope and encouragement and inspiration. We are cheering you on from MOPS. Yay. Thank you to Mops International and Mandy. And also thank you to Salem Radio Network and the folks here at Salem Radio in Denver for all that they have done to help us. I want to get to our guest. I have a little business to do, but I'm going to tuck it in and wait to do that. Um, Let me just tell you a little bit about Audrey May Prosper. She has been featured on Dr. Phil, 48 Hours, The Doctors, Inside Edition. As I said, she's also been featured in the Washington Post. It's probably, probably because her story is as unbelievable as it is inspirational. 
Audrey May nearly lost her life when she was sexually assaulted, beaten with a hammer, and then set on fire by her husband and the father of her children. Um, I do apologize. This is a graphic story, so I hope no kiddos are, um, you know, hurting from this today. It's just the reality of her story. This founder of Thrive Tribe has lived to share her story of hope and healing and thriving, and she's got three amazing lessons for us today. I'm just going to tell you, she's going to tell us about how children are most likely to be resilient. The one thing they need to be resilient, the six steps toward forgiveness. She wants to help you get toward forgiveness. And then finally, to learn the importance of co-parenting, positive co-parenting, no matter what you have been through. So welcome, Audrey May Prosper, to Channel Mom. We're so glad to have you. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. And I'm so excited for you and syndication. Like, that's so exciting. Yeah, God is good. He, it's so a promise that, that he gave me, and he is faithful, and I'm grateful to him. So I'm glad to be here. And I just want to be a blessing to yes. every mom that's tuning in. I want to be a blessing. We're also on Facebook Live uh, and 94.7 The Word here in Denver, and then now across the country. So we welcome every mom who's listening today. Okay, so I just want you to get real. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I want to warn folks, it's a graphic story, but it's a real and, and inspiring story. So just tell folks what happened to you. So yeah, I um, was with the same person, or I should say I was in a relationship for almost seven years with my ex-husband. And after many, many gambling issues, multiple affairs, and him basically just living a double life, I made the decision that I wanted to get a divorce. And so within six weeks of me making that decision, a man who had previously never called me out of my name, never told me to shut up, never put his hands on me, literally attempted to kill me, as you just shared, um, by bludgeoning me with that hammer holding me at knife point to sexually assault me and then ultimately setting me on fire. So in that moment, in that garage, it was a very, very real moment. He set you on fire in your garage. Yes. So in the garage of the home we once shared, um, that's where he set me on fire. And then you told me, because you and I talked for quite a while over the phone, there was a moment where you were having certain thoughts as you were burning mm-hmm. and, and a prayer that you uttered. Can you take us there? Yeah, so actually it was right before I was set on fire. After I was beaten with a hammer, I literally felt like there was no way I was going to get out. And so I prayed my final prayer. But then I had a vision of my children, my two sons, Malachi and Malik, growing up alone as orphans. And I could not fathom that thought. So I literally just changed my prayer and said, God, just let me live. Just let me live. That's all I want. Just let me live. Yeah. Yeah. And he did. Yeah, he did. He got me out of that garage. Uh, My neighbor helped to put the flames out as I was engulfed and I was bay flighted out and uh, he saved me. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Um, You were six weeks in a coma? Yeah, in a coma for six weeks at Tampa General Hospital and then uh, in the hospital for an additional six weeks through rehabilitation. Okay, so people are going to want to know why you're telling your graphic story, why you think you were spared and Mm -hmm. why you're alive, and what you think you have to share because of what you went through. You seem to have almost no for no bitterness and mm-hmm. have replaced that with forgiveness mm-hmm. how did you get to that place where you were in agony your skin had been melted off mm-hmm. you, you you were concerned that your beauty had been completely erased which it had not mm-hmm. but it must have felt like that mm-hmm. you'd lost your face mm-hmm. you had lost your life you could no longer get a job you mm-hmm. couldn't do you couldn't take care of your kids because you were a burn victim yep. all kinds of things were you were robbed of mm-hmm. how do you sit here today with a new attitude I want you to describe that transition and what you think you have to share with people from your story 
Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, number one, God spared my life. So how dare I ever complain? Like, I didn't ask him to make me rich. I didn't ask him to make me a model. I just said, let me live. That's all I want. So I was so grateful to be alive that I really rested on that gratitude at first. But um, there were some steps that I took to go into forgiveness. And that really just began with me starting to go to counseling. My counselor was amazing. She was a trauma counselor. And so we started off just really um, step one of forgiveness. There's actually six steps. That, okay, um, so let's um, let me interject. Okay, you have three things to share today from yes. your message. Yes. Um, and and let me just say before you get into the six steps of forgiveness, which is one of your messages. What do you think God's called you to do for other moms and for other folks? Oh, absolutely. God literally has called me to set the captives free, to lead people out of captivity and into freedom, period, to lead them straight to the cross, Mm -hmm. because that's the only thing that has really saved me throughout all of this and that can save any of us. Mm -hmm. We need Jesus. Mm -hmm. We do. We do. Mm -hmm. Um, And and for the mom who doesn't believe, because I have a huge heart for folks who are not there. They don't believe in Mm -hmm. God or uh, anything about God, Mm -hmm. but they want help. Mm-hmm. And they have their own struggles and they have their own trials and they have their own things that they think they can never get out of. And they do feel captives to, to a certain degree to their finances, mm-hmm. to addictions, mm-hmm. to, to health issues, whatever it is. Um, you want to help them no matter where they are with God. And that's always my heart to share with every mom who just wants a little encouragement and help and hope and healing. Mm-hmm. So why don't you first start with one of the lessons you learned after coming through and, and being spared mm-hmm. um, the six steps of forgiveness? Because this ex-husband of yours set you on fire um, and sexually assaulted you Mm -hmm. and he's now in prison Mm -hmm. Um, how did you forgive him and how can other folks go that route okay so um, there are six steps to forgiveness very briefly they are explore engage eliminate empathize um, execute and echo okay and echoes like repeat so um, step one as I mentioned I was going through counseling and what I was exploring there was um, my feelings right so I'm gonna basically in this in this step, you're basically going to ask yourself what happened, and you're going to answer that question too. So, what happened? Who did this? And how did it make me feel? Okay, so and that's legitimized. You're allowed to feel that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Um, for me, I started out feeling really, really, really angry. So um, after you have been able to communicate and identify, you know, who did this, what happened and how it made you feel, you're going to move on to step two. So step two is to engage. Now you're going to share those feelings, right? This is me and my counselor. Now you're going to share those feelings with someone you can trust, whether that's a friend, a life coach, a counselor, a pastor, whoever it is, you're going to share it with someone you can trust. And you're also going to write those things down. There's something very profound about getting words that are inside of us out. Okay. So um, for me, if I can just share at this point, um, what that looked like the first time that I wrote what I was feeling, if we like read that on air, it would just be one long bleep, like just curse word after curse word. I was enraged, right? Sure. And rightfully so. But I needed to get that out of me because if not, it literally was going to eat me alive. Yeah. So step two, again, is to um, engage, to communicate how you're feeling with someone you can trust and then to write those things down. So step three is eliminate. And in this step, what you're going to do is you're going to take what you've written and you're either going to burn it 
be careful if you're doing fire. <laughs> okay. She has fire jokes, believe it or not. <laughs> I okay. do. So um, you're either going to burn it or you're going to throw that away. And for me, what that looked like is the first time I did it alone. So I definitely did not start a fire anywhere. I just yeah. threw it away. Yeah. Right. But the second time I did it in a group setting at a women's retreat, and it was really, really powerful for all of us to throw these letters that we had written into the to the person who harmed us, to throw all of that into the fire. It's cathartic to get rid it's of it so and, and, and purge it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So after you've done that, step four is to empathize. And so this, for me, I really think is the most difficult step of all. This is where you're literally going to separate um, the offense from the offender. So for me as a Christian, what this looks like, um, in addition to that, is I just prayed for God to help me see him the way that he saw him. <sighs> Big. So big. Yeah. And did he? He did. He really, really did. So the, the, the thing here is that everyone has a story, no matter who you are. And my ex-husband, Chris, he has his own story, too. Of hurt. Um, yeah, absolutely. So Chris, very briefly, he was uh, placed into foster care at birth. And he went from home to home to home, from foster care home to home to home until he was eight. And then he was adopted. And four years later, his adoptive father died. So when you take a step back and you look at that, what you see is someone who suffered repeated childhood abandonment. Yeah. Okay. So this can become a trigger in our lives. So he was concerned that you were abandoning him. Yeah. So that's enough to set someone off. So I want you to finish the, the fourth step because mm-hmm. we have to take a break. Yes. So, t- so tell me about, and, and, and I'm not, not acknowledging Chris's story, but you mm-hmm. had to separate and, and, and you had to look at Chris for what he had been through and you had to separate. So yeah, tell me to about separate that. the offense from the offender. So this is what he did. This is not necessarily who he is. And I'm forgiving what he did. Okay. Okay. So step five, if we can move on from there, is you're going to execute. Basically, all you're going to do here is you're going to choose to forgive Mm -hmm. and you're actually going to do it. You're going to let go. That's it. You're going to choose to do it and you're going to let go. Then step six is you're going to echo or repeat the process. So a lot of people think that forgiveness is a one and done thing. No, no, no. no. There's a reason it's 70 times seven. Oh, my gosh. So (laughs) sometimes we have to repeat that process or we get angry all over again. So at that point, you just go back to step one and you go through that process all over again. How many times? How many times did you have to repeat it? Would you say? Are you still? Oh, at this point, I'm at about five. Okay, so you just have to keep doing it and doing it. Yeah. I'm going to take a quick break out for business, and we're going to come back with Audrey, and she's going to have something about childhood resilience that I want you to learn from. But I do want to remind you about our friends at Premier Mechanical. They're a sponsor. They're one reason that we're able to be on the air. They fix everything that you need to have your house be the right temperature. And this season, air conditioning, or actually in Colorado, heaters as well, furnaces, the whole thing, swamp coolers, just call them, and they will come out for 39 bucks, and they don't upsell. They'll just look, and they'll tell you what's going on. They'll tell you if you need it replaced, what they need to do. Just $39. Find them at ClaimYourComfort.com. ClaimYourComfort.com. We'll be right back with Channel Mom. Mom. 
Moms, would you like to see your children be full of faith, courage, and strength? This summer, send them to Idrahaji, one of Colorado's oldest Christian camps. Over a week of Bible study, praise and worship, and incredible outdoor adventures, Idrahaji will equip your child to be strong and courageous in the face of fear. From rock climbing to horse rides, zip lines, and more, your child is sure to find an activity to enjoy. Camps are filling fast, so register now at idrahaji.org. That's I-D-R-A-H-A-J-E.org. The vision of the Life Center is simple. Transforming communities, period. Located just south of downtown Littleton, the Life Center meets immediate needs, provides opportunities for development, and shares the hope and truth found only in Jesus. Whether you need help putting food on the table or reaching your goals by learning English or finishing your GED, find out more about our services and volunteer opportunities on our website, lifecenterlittleton.org. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, we are. And so glad to be here today. Uh, welcome to all of our radio listeners here in Denver and then also across the nation. So blessed to have you on board. I do want to get back to Audrey Prosper in just a minute or two. She uh, has an incredible story, which has been featured all over national television. She is literally beauty from ashes. She was a, a burn victim, set on fire, and uh, has lived to tell and has established something called the Thrive Tribe to help moms and women everywhere. We're going to get back to her in just a second. I do want to do a couple pieces of business. Remember this summer, if you want to send your child to a life-changing experience to really get them to know who God is for themselves and not just do what mommy and daddy does, check out idrahaji.org and sign your child up there. And then also our friends at the Life Center. Oh my goodness, they have so much help to offer any struggling family out there, single moms. They can do so much for you, get you back on your feet with a GED, with some counseling, with some legal aid. So check them out at lifecenterlittleton.org. And then finally, um, our friends at Living Water Holistic Health. She is amazing. She has so much help help for a variety of the ailments that we suffer from. We don't know sometimes what's causing our thyroid issues, our digestive problems, our allergies. Dr. Kim Flegel has over 17 years of experience in the Denver metro area as a naturopath and a naturopath doctor. She's incredible. I hope that you will check her out because she has so many, um, some alternative and some very reasonable. She works in tandem with traditional medicine. You can find her at livingwaterholistichealth.com, livingwaterholistichealth.com. Com. So grateful for her sponsorship as well. Okay. So we're back with doc. You're not a doctor, although you could be <laughs> <laughs> of, of all kinds of things, healing and psychology and all kinds of stuff. We're back with Audrey May Prosper and she has such a story. Uh, just to remind folks, if you haven't uh, listened to the first part of the show, she was burned uh, by her husband, set on fire by her husband, was assaulted. She lived to tell about it. Um, she has extensive burns all over her body. She's had to go through multiple reconstructive surgeries. She has to live with the tattoo of what she's been through mm -hmm. and still have a good attitude but she now has things to share and she has learned a little secret for every mom out there to share with her children and every mom to know her purpose on this planet one of her many purposes but this is a big one mm -hmm. you discovered that children of trauma need one thing in order to be resilient so let's talk about that yeah so um as, as I was coming out of the hospital and obviously being a mom to my kids, I knew that this had affected them. Now, they didn't witness any violence, praise God, but they definitely had two parents one day, then both of their parents were gone. The father never came home. So there's got to be some grief and some trauma happening there, right? So um, I really just felt like... Um, you researched it. 
to find out what how well, they no. could be. Well, it wasn't just what I felt, but what I'm saying, this is along the way. So this happened almost 10 years ago. And along the way, I began researching because what I found was that my children had become very resilient. And there was other women that I knew had that had gone through very traumatic domestic violence. And their children had either become very resilient or the opposite of that. They were not thriving. And so I became curious about why there was a difference and what was uh, the determining or deciding factor for that difference. And in my research, what I found was that the number one deciding factor on if a child will become resilient or not is the parent's health. So when I came home, I knew that I needed to get into counseling right away. Right. And I knew that I was physically scarred and I looked like a monster. I felt like I looked like Freddy Krueger at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew that I needed to focus on my internal before I ever started focusing on my external. So your mothering is yes. one of the things that helped you to heal. Abs absolutely. Because, because you knew you needed to do this for your children. Absolutely. Because here, here's the thing, you know, children, what they do is they mimic. So if my children are watching me become resilient, they're going to mimic, even if they're faking it to start off with. Yeah, right. You make it fake it till you make it. Girl. OK, OK. Yeah. They're going to mimic that resiliency. So um, and this didn't this this didn't kind of ripple off just to the children, but all the people that were in my life, my friends and my family forgiveness, for example. Um, I remember Malachi being my he was four or five at the time. And he came to me and expressed that he hated his father. This is when he starts putting things together. And he said he hated his dad. And I was like, OK, so let's talk about that. So we started talking about how mommy, at this point, I had come to the to the place of forgiveness already. And I shared with him, you you have every right to feel what you're feeling right now, right? Like validation. Mm -hmm, <laughs> but mm -hmm. then also I shared with him the hope of like one day, I believe that you may be able to get to forgiveness, too. So I literally, as a mom, just focused on everything that I needed to focus on internally. I went to counseling. I also did my physical therapy and things like that for the external, but I wasn't focused on surgery, reconstruction, like any of that. I just knew that I had to get healthy on the inside because those two boys were absolutely counting on me to be healthy. Oh my gosh, this makes me want to weep because this is why we are here at Channel Mom, because I want moms to know that's how important you are, mm -hmm. what you do inside of yourself and the things that you're willing to to heal and um, grow mm -hmm. and learn mm -hmm. it you're gonna raise the next generation to do those same things and you will bless the world mm -hmm. if you learn that you need to heal yourself in order to heal your children and help yourself in order to help your children such a beautiful thing and that's the impact of a mother yeah the, our whole world depends on that so yeah. amen I'm so glad that you said that the the most important thing for a child's resiliency is their own parents health yes amen I love it yeah. I want to make sure we get to at least one more lesson which is to learn the importance of mm -hmm. positive co-parenting you had to co-parent with this guy who's in, in prison now yes. and who set you on fire and and so there are a lot of moms out there we have a lot of single moms who listen to us divorced moms and so on and then mm -hmm. unfortunately widows so they don't they don't have somebody to co-parent with necessarily at this point but yeah. they may the importance of co-parenting when you're not married so talk about that so here's the thing um I, I actually haven't been forced through any court system or whatever to co-parent with him. What I knew is this, is that when I was a young girl, my dad wasn't a part of my life. He popped in and out. And that created a huge void in my life. When the children Malachi reached about eight years old, I began to see this void presenting itself in him. I recognized it because I lived it myself. And I made the decision from the very beginning that I would never badmouth his father or anything like that. So about year five, 
I opened, I decided, you know what? I see this void. Let's address it, right? Like, we got to keep it real. We're not going to sweep this under the rug. And I opened up the doors for him to begin communicating via letters with his dad. I started to see a difference in him, honestly, because it was almost like, now his dad knew that he existed, right? Like mm-hmm. it was almost like this guy was out in the sky somewhere. He didn't know where he was, but now his dad was acknowledging him. Yeah. He was and validated. That, yeah, yeah. That was huge for him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, really what, what, what happened from there is that the kids began to ask me, Hey, listen, um, we want to go see our dad. Um, excuse me. What you want to do? What, where, uh, he's in prison, right? I'm not saying that to them, but it grew into something where now I was co-parenting him, writing letters back and forth with this man from prison, just sent him an email this morning on JPay, like legit. I knew that the best thing I could do for my children, because I don't feel that he's a threat. This is not for everyone. Sometimes safety reasons, you cannot yeah, communicate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to be clear on that. But I, I knew that it was going to make a world of a difference if I had a positive relationship with this man who almost tried to kill me. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's proven to be true. It is. You are probably the healthiest person I know. Ah. I think I could be healthier if I worked out more. <laughs> Girl, the things you've had to overcome, and this is the thing, we don't recognize it sometimes, but when we're allowed to go through affliction, it, it builds up, and this is biblical, our character, and, mm-hmm. and that is what it has done for you. God bless you, girl. You are amazing, and oh, you're a testament you. to to um, a oh, redeemed God. life and, yep. and, to, and to what God can do. And I thank you for, mm-hmm. for being willing to do these things for the sake of that next generation, for the sake of those kids. Those yes. boys are going to be healthier for our society because of how you've chosen to co-parent and to forgive and to heal yourself so that your children can be resilient. For so, sure. We don't want the cycle to continue. No, no, no. We can't have it continue. Uh, 30 seconds just to give mom an uplifting message and tell them how to find you. I would say, first of all, you don't have to be perfect. Perfect, right? Like none of us are perfect. We all have our days. Just give momhood your best shot and know that there's a bunch of resources out there like channel mom. Like yeah. so where you can learn and you can grow as a mom. Find a tribe of moms, okay, to, to connect with. How do they find you? Well, they can find me at uh, yourthrivetribe.com or on Facebook, Your Thrive Tribe. Yourthrivetribe.com. Yes. Audrey May Prosper. If I had an audience, I would give you Aww, a round of applause. You. You're amazing. God Thanks. bless you. Thank you for being on Channel Mom mm-hmm. and helping me kick God off the national thing. God bless you. Thanks. Okay. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope the show was a blessing to you. That's why we're here is to help the moms, to love, coach, and encourage you. You can find us online at channelmom.com or also all over social media at Channel Mom. We do all kinds of stuff for moms, both on the ground and in the airwaves. We'd be honored to have you find us. We're a 501c3. We survive through your donations and our sponsors, so we'd be blessed if you want to become a partner with us. In the meantime, Mom, thanks for all you do. I'm here to thank you. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America, but Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us. 
to put this show on the air and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family. 